Welcome everyone to today's Daf Yomi Shi'ur. Tonight, Motzei Shabbat, the Daf Yomi Shi'ur is going to be the first Daf of Perak Mifanin, uh, the 18th Perak of Masechet Shabbat. Says the Mishnah on Daf Kuf Chaf Vav Amubet. Okay? Says the Mishnah as follows. Mifanin afilu alba vachamesh kupot. Shel teven vshel tvuab pnei haorchim. Today's Mishnah is discussing a person who wants to get ready for after Shabbat. Uh, and we're discussing if a person has a storage house, you're allowed to get, you're allowed to clear out of the storage house four or five boxes even of either straw or grain, whether because guests came and we need to make room for them, or because there's not enough room for people to learn, to make more room for people to learn. But you can't get rid of a storage house. Okay? We'll see what that means soon. Says the Gemara, of the different types of things that you can clear away, if tiruma is tahor, which is edible by a kohen, can be cleaned away. Demai also can be cleaned away. Demai, as we said last time, was the fruit that was got from an amharit and we're not certain that it has been taken ma'asir from. Ma'asir ishon shenitla tiruma to, ma'asir ishon that you took out the tiruma, ma'asir shini vehekdesh neftu, or ma'asir shini or hekdesh, that have been redeemed. If a person separates Ma'asir Shani or separates something from Hekdesh to the Beth Mikdash and then he redeems it, the item becomes allowed to use again and the money, he redeem it with the money, the money becomes Hekdesh or Ma'asir Shani. That's what we're referring to here. That can be cleared out of a storage house. Faturmus, a turmus being a certain type of bean that Shamiya people eat. And turmus Hayavesh, if it's dried, it is clear at Mepneh, Shuma Achal de Izim. Because dried tulmos could be fed to goats. Avalor et ha tevel, but you cannot take away tevel. Tevel is food that has not been separated ma'asir. Velot ma'asir ishon shalonetra tulmato. You can't take away ma'asir ishon that you didn't take tuluma away from. But over here we're referring to tulumat ma'asir, which is the ma'asir that has to be taken from uh, ma'asir. Or cannot be moved out. not mustard, which is not edible until it's ground. not luf. allows luf. Luf. We're going to see what it is. Because you could feed it to an orev. An orev is a type of bird called a raven. Now, ravens are not usually raised because you can't eat them, but uh, some people, uh, wealthy people, would raise them. And therefore, food for them, loof, as food for them might be okay. Chavile kash, bundles of straw. Kash is the straw that was left on the ground after you chopped off the wheat. Once you chop the wheat, there's still a mount that was left to the ground that's good for animal food. Or chavile etzim, bundles of wood. Chavile zeradim, or bundles of reeds. 
If you set him aside to feed him to animals, you can eat him. But if you didn't set aside for animal food, they're probably going to be used as firewood, and then they cannot be moved on Shabbat because they will be mukseh. Says the Gemara, Classical question. Why would it say four or five boxes? Tell us the most. If you just tell us five, we obviously know that four is okay. Why would you have to tell us that four? Four could be clean. Amr Rav Chasta, Rav Chasta explains, Alba Mechamesh, which means that if you have a store that has, you have a storage place that has five, you could take out four of them, but you must leave one there to show that it's still a storage house. The reason why you'd have to leave one there is because, um, we don't want you to expose the floor of the storage house completely because then you might start fixing the floor. If you oh, if you still have one box left, so then you realize it's a storage house, storage house and no one cares about the floor of a storage house. But once you clear the entire storage house out, so you're, you're redesigning it as a room and in redesigning it as a room, we might, we're afraid that you might smooth out the floor, which would be a sewer of Meshave Gumot. We mentioned that before, which is a sewer Deoraita. And therefore, we make you leave one there. So when we said four or five, it means four from one that has five. Others say it a little different. They say they can take four from a small one. So depending if it's small or big, if it's small, four, if it's big, five. What does it mean you can't take the otzar? You can't take the storage house. Which means don't be the first one to start unloading a uh, a storage house. If you already took some out, you could finish and take four or five boxes. But if not, you can't take anything out. Umani, who's the author of this Mishnah? Who always holds of Mukseh. He's saying that anything that you didn't start taking anything out is Mukta. And that's why he's saying that you can't start taking the Otsar on Shabbat because it was Mukseh, it was set aside, you hadn't started using it. That's Yehuda, who has the strict view of Mukseh as opposed to the Bishimon. Says the Gemara, that's the answer of Rav Chista. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Alba Vechamesh. Doesn't say Alba O Chamesh. It's Alba Vechamesh, Kid Amri Inchi. It's just the way people talk. People say four, five. If so, you can even do six or seven. He's saying people talk four or five, but it could be six, seven also. We're just, we're just giving examples. If so, what is the meaning of the Mishnah saying you can't do the Otsar? That means you can't finish the whole thing. Because maybe you'll smooth out the floor. But you can start from the beginning. Who's that? This is the Bishamon. Who does not hold of Mukseh? We are now on Nafkuf Chavzain Amur Aleph, five lines down. Says the Gemara, quoting a Brayta. Tanur Abanam, we learned in a Brayta. You can't start a taking stuff out of something that was never used before. But you can make a path through it so you can go in and out. So no, you can't start clearing it out, but you can push things to the side in order to be able to go through. You can make a path. I thought you said you can't start. How are you going to start by clearing a path? You can move, make a path with your feet, but you can't take 
anything out with your hands. It's all mukseh, according to this. But moving with your feet is not a problem. The question was, how can you make a, a path if you're not allowed to touch it? Answer is, you do it with your feet. If you have grain that's piled up, if you started on Erev Shabbat, you're allowed to take some on Shabbat. If not, you're not allowed to take any on Shabbat. Rabbi Shimon says you can't take any on Shabbat. Let's ask the Gemara, clap a Reb Shimon is the one who always oh, doesn't hold the mukseh. Why is here he holding the mukseh? Says the Gemara. Ela ema divrei acha. This is the word of acha. Reb Shimon, Matir Reb Shimon allows it. Tana. We said in the Brayta. Kamash shiur tivuat zibura. When we said that if you have a pile of grain, you're not allowed to start. According to Reb Acha, in, in the in the revised version, what is called pile of grain? How much grain has to be a pile? If I have one one. Grain on the floor, two grains, 50 grains, 100 grains, 1,000 grains, uh, a pile of grains, a car full of grains, a truck full of grains. How much is it? No, so we said, Kama letech. A letech is half of a cord. Says the Gemara. How much is the They asked him, We said it's a letech. Beautiful, like we said. Says the Gemara. Uh, the first one, when we said it in the Brighta, was a Brighta. And now we have Abaya giving the answer like the Brighta the same way. Ibayu they asked the question. Hani kupot de kamar. When the Mishnah says four or five boxes, kupot in Does that mean you can only carry it in four or five boxes, but you can't take six smaller boxes? It's better to have less walking and therefore take four or five boxes even though they're heavy. Or maybe it's better to lower the amount that you carry each time, which means if you're carrying around the same same amount of grain in these four or five boxes, is it better to take eight half boxes this way or ten half boxes this way each time you're not carrying and sweating so much? Or is it better to take five big boxes or four or five big boxes Bigger boxes where you'll be carrying heavier stuff but less often. Let's figure it out from a different writer. It says, You could take even four or five boxes of jugs of wine or jugs of oil. Another writer says, But said, You could take 10 or 15. Is it 10 or 15 or is it four or five? My love, let's assume this is the argument. The one of the first writer who says four or five is because he'd rather you take heavier stuff and go less amount of time. They're talking about Shabbat because it's less of a less of a hassle on Shabbat. We want we're trying to lessen your hassle, and less walking is better than less weight. And that's in the second one who says who says fifteen more of masuadif. Otherwise, no, it's better to have less weight, and that will be the explanation. So, since we see two brightest, one with four, one with four five, and one with ten fifteen, so obviously the ten fifteen is the one who prefers less weight, and the four five is the one who prefers less trips. Says so no, 
Everyone agrees that less trips are better. And you think that 10 or 15 is going on the boxes? No, I can't. 10 to 15 is referring to how many drugs are in the five boxes. The first one is assuming that there's one in each box. How do you trade? The other one, ten is talking about two in each box. And the fifteen is, is three in each box. So it's all the same thing. So we're talking about the small jugs that come from the city of Harpunya, which I don't know where it is. Hani Are these four or five that we said, When we said you could clear four or five, does that mean if you, even if you have a lot of guests, you can only take four or five? You have a hundred guests, you need more than four or five. Or do we say no? Depends on the guests. You might be able to do more. Four or five is per person. And then you can have ten guests, you do fifty. Forty. If you want to claim that depends on the guests, you could have 40, 50, if you have, 10, if you have that many guests. Could one guy do everything? Do we say that if there's 50, let's say there's 10 people and 50 boxes now are allowed, assuming that that's true. Does what is one guy still allowed to do all fifty boxes, or do we say no? If one guy does so many boxes, it looks like he's working too hard on Shabbat. We he could do it, but he has to give the job to other people. Tashma will bring a proof from a brayta. Rabbi went to a place. He saw the place was tight, and there wasn't enough room for the students to sit. He went to the field. He found the field full of bundles. Rebbe cleared away all the bundles from the whole field in order to make room for everyone to sit. So therefore we see, you see that you're allowed to do as much as you need for the orchim. It doesn't say it was four or five. Rebbe Yosef Amar Hoshia Talmud of Rebbe went to a place. place. He saw the, again, he saw it was very small for the students. They went to the field, they found the field full of bundles. He made Rebchia Kosten, and Rebchia cleared away everything. Shmami, now we see from here, Kolfi Orkin, that he could do more if there's more people, because he was able to clear more than that. You should still wonder. Do we say one guy is allowed to do all 50 boxes himself? Or he's only allowed to do five, but he can call other people to do five apiece, 10 people, and then he'll be fine. How does it work? You see from the bright that Rebbe was one who cleared it himself. So Rebbe cleared them all himself. So then, why can't we now, nowadays also go up to the limit to 50 with one person doing everything just like Rebbe did? That should be a good proof. Answers the Gemara. Utamech, Rebbe, Ben Avshechim, you think Rebbe did it himself? Rebbe did not see. 
impossible that Rebbe did all this moving himself. He must have told someone to do it. El It must be he told people to do it and they did it for him. But everyone did it themselves, and therefore the limit really is four or five boxes and no more. Okay, per, per, per person. Now, we said in the Mishnah, because people are coming, or because of people in Shul. Greeting guests is like getting oh, getting to shul getting up early to go to go to go to learn it says because of the guests and the bedash according to him he says not equal it's even greater you see that when the bryce listed it means it means you have to pour it out for our guests, and then because Bet Midrash, coming to show you that the order of importance is guests than Bet Midrash. It's more important to greet, not to greet, but to have guests more than greeting the Shekhinah. How do we know? How do we know that it's more than even than Shekhinah? Because it says. Abraham said, Abraham says, if you look at the Pasuk, Abraham says, please wait, tells Hashem when the when the angels come, please wait until I able I'm able to go there. Please don't leave me. So the fact that he told Hashem to wait when he took care of the guests means that Hashem is more important. About Hashem, Abraham asked him, shows that Hashem agreed to stay. And he sees that someone as great as Abraham felt that it's proper to ask Hashem to wait to do which is one of Hashem's mitzvot. And a person, if, if you do these things, you can enjoy the interest of your mitzvah in this world, and yet your principle, the, the reward of the mitzvah is untouched in Olam And what is that? Guests, Bikuchim, visiting sick people, iyun tefillah, concentrating during tefillah, hashkamat betek betek, getting up early to learn the shul, hamigadel banim to Torah, to educate your kids for Torah, v'adar chavrul kavzchut, and judging your friend favorably. Any is that true? Is there so many? V'anatan tani v'lo tamishnah, elvim shadam oseotam. These are things that person do. Ochel potem rameh. You eat the interest in this world. The kenikel lavavah. You you reserve. The actual payment, the the principle for the next world. It mentions four things, and it does not mention anything else. Sounds like only these four and nothing else. Says the Gemara. These things also are behind the These are connected to the other ones, which means that if you remember, the first two are mentioned, which is. Achnasat uh, Orchim and Bikur Cholim, and concentration 
is connected to when we said yun tefillah, that's connected to chesed, right? And when you judge someone, someone nicely, you're showing that you're making shalom, habat shalom. So all those things are included. Therefore, we're telling you that Rabbi Yochanan is connected to the Mishnah. We have an amazing story. They also judge you favorably. There was a story. This means that in Shamaim, they will judge you favorably. Um, really, in Shamaim, they don't need to judge you at all. They know what you're thinking. It's not really being judged favorably or not. But the Chachamim say that when a person does an act, he could have many different reasons why he did the act. If, I, if Hashem would judge us not favorably, we wouldn't get necessarily credit for it. And we'd get judged favorably based on this. Whether we judge people favorably in this world. Ma'asid is a story about Adam with a person. Sheyarad Megililion, he came down from the upper Galil. He worked for three years in the south by somebody's house. Erev Yom Kippur, and Erev Kippur Amalo, he told him, Ten li schari ve'elech ve'ezonet eshti banai. Give me my, my money, and I'll go and give the food to my wife and my kids. It's Erev Yom, Erev Yom Kippur, I want to leave. Now, the Erev Yom Kippur is very significant because he, the, the, this person is about to be judged himself. Amalo, so he told him, Ten li schari ve'elech ve'ezonet eshti banai. Give me my money. And I'll go take care of my kids. I'm alone. So the guy who's a very wealthy guy said, I don't have any money. I'm alone. Tell me, give me, give me, okay, you don't have any cash. Give me, um, give me uh, crops. He says, Anli. He said, I don't have. Tell me, give me land. Anli, I don't have. Tell me, give me animals. Anli. Tell me, give me pillows from your house. Anli, I don't have. Hishbil kilav lahorav. He went to his house and he was unhappy. After the holiday, I guess it means after Sukkot. Natal Balabait He took his schar in his hand. Schar in his hand means that he took he took some he took currency that you could hold in your hand. He didn't bother him with other stuff. Besides for the things, he also brought three donkey loads full of stuff. One of food, other one of delicacies, right? One of drinks. And he went to the guy's house. After they ate and drank, he gave him all his money right after the holiday of Sukkot. So he asked the guy, When I asked you for the money, when you asked me for the money, and I told you, I have no money, what did you expect me? Did you expect I was lying? So the guy says, No. He says, No, I thought that maybe you had. Um, a very good deal come with a cheap price, and you wanted to buy it, and you used all your money, so you have no money right now, but you have a lot of goods. 
When you told me, give me animals, you know I have animals. And I said, I told you I don't have. What did you expect me of them? Maybe all your animals are rented to other people, even though you have animals, since other people have a lease on them, even though you're owning them now, even though they're in your possession, you can't give them out because other people have them leased. When you ask for money, I told you I have no money. What do you think? What do you suspect me of? Maybe you rented them out, you leased them out to other people, even though it looks like they're yours, really they're others. When I, when, I, when I told you I have no fruit, maybe you have them, but you can't give them to me, because you didn't take off Maaser. And a person is not supposed to give give fruit that you didn't take off Maaser to an Amaretz, we're afraid you might eat it without Maaser. When I said, oh, I have no pillows, what do you think? Maybe you said, made a neder that all of your stuff goes to Hashemayim, and therefore you couldn't pay me. Now, once these guys said that, all the other answers are not necessary. You don't have to say, oh, maybe someone rented it, your field, because if you sent, you, you gave all your property to Shemaim, then everything is gone. He swore by the Avodah and the Beit HaMikdash that that was true. I did make all my stuff as hektesh to Shemaim. I didn't want my son Horkinus to learn Torah, and therefore, I swore that I would not use any of my stuff. When I went to my friends in the south, they and therefore I now have all the money. Just like you judge me properly, Hashem should judge you favorably. Now the fact is, the Gemara tells you that this was Rabbi Akiva. The worker was Rabbi Akiva at the time when he was still an Amaretz. You see, he was still an Amaretz because he wouldn't take Maaser. And therefore we see Hashem did judge him favorably and he was ended, ended up uh, meeting a lady who married him on condition that he become a Tamir Hacham, and what tremendous zikhud he had from it, that he became both a Tamir Hacham and wealthy, even though he was a Maaretz. See, definitely, Shemaim, they judged him very, very favorably. They looked at his Amaaretz status, and they said it's only because he didn't learn, and they didn't judge him strictly, and he ended up becoming the great Rabbi Akiva. What a story. Tanah Rabbanah, we learned in the Brayta. Maaseh v'chasir echad, there was a Jewish girl who had been captured by the Goyim, which is a terrible, terrible thing. And they needed to have a bunch of men to go redeem her, which is a very dangerous go, place to go. So he took a few, this Hasid took a few students of him. Okay. And he redeemed her. And they had to go back in a dangerous area, and it's only men with this girl, which is not a, a normal. Normally, the men would never be alone with this girl, but now 
Somehow they have to do it. The normal way to do it is that they all sleep together. Or the rabbis sleep separately and he'll entrust it to them. But here we see Lomalon, he took the girl and he put it in his, in his room by his feet. And he left his students alone. The the next day, Yadad, he left the room. He went to the mikveh and he went to go teach Torah to his students. What do you suspect me when you told when I told you that I let the girl sleep in my room? So, which was, looks very suspicious. Why is the rabbi sleeping with the girl? So he's Amarnu. We said maybe one of us is a student that Rebbe doesn't know so well, and he doesn't trust us. That will take, that doesn't trust the girl with. This guy. Then he says, When I went to sleep and I when I, when I and I came back, what do you suspect me of? Amanu, he said, Maybe because you work so hard on the road. In those days, going on the road wasn't going on a plane. It was a lot of work. Maybe because of that, you had keri and you had to go to the mikveh, and therefore they. Despite the fact that it looked like that maybe he had had relations with her, and that's why he went to the mikveh, or maybe because of on the road. I swear by the that's true. Hashem should always judge you favorably as well. Beautiful. One time, they, they need the Tamilachimi had to go to a non-Jewish noble woman. Matunia, Chunita is noble. She called her own Matunita, and all the great people in Rome would go and visit this lady. Now that means that she's not considered. A very, very, if they're all visiting her, it's not a good sign. It means she's not doing good things. Now, Amru Mielech, they said, Who has to go to her? The Jewish people need to go there. Who's going to go? Amalem Rabbi Yeshua, Anielech. Yeshua said, I'm going to go. Yeshua went with his students. When he got to the house, he took four more away. He went inside and he locked the door behind him. After he left, he went to the mikveh and he taught his students. He told them, Why do you think I took my tefillin? Now, you would have thought that maybe he did not We said, Rebbe didn't want to bring holy things into a place of Tumah. When I locked the door behind me and didn't let you be there, why do you, what do you suspect me of? Maybe there's a government thing in between us, in between you that you have to talk to her about. And you, no one's allowed to hear because if it gets out, it'll be dangerous. What do you think when I went to the Maybe a drop of spit 
went on her to Rebbe, a drop while you're talking, when people talk sometimes spit comes out of your mouth tiny drops uh, which we all know a lot about and there's a gizera that the spit of a goya, of a goy is tamer like a zav and therefore you have to go to the mikveh I guess this was before coronavirus and she wasn't wearing a mask she says the Gemara Amalehem, he told him, kachi. He said, I swear that's how it was. Just like you judged me favorably, Hashem should judge you favorably as well. Says the Mishnah, we're at the two dots on the bottom. Pshita, of course you can move it. Why not? You're allowed to eat it. Why should you allow to move something you're not allowed to eat? No, I'm sorry. You're allowed to move Tirumah why? Pshita, it's obvious if it's tahor, why can't you move it? We're talking about a Jew who has Tiruma produce. Mao the Tema, I would have thought, Kevin the Lochazile Asur, Kamashman, Kevin the Chazakoyen, Shapiritame. So if a Jew has Tiruma Teora and he's not a Koyen, since he can't eat it, you might have thought that it's Mukseh. The Chidush here is that even a Jew, a regular Israel, can move Tiruma or Levi can move Tiruma. We said, Demai, you're allowed to move. Demai, how do you allow to move? Demai, if you're not allowed to eat it, you have to separate the Ruman. You can't separate the Ruman on Shabbat. On the Benesh yeah, but you can't do it on Shabbat, so why should you be allowed to move it on Shabbat? Kevdi, by Mafkin since it's possible for a person on Shabbat to be Mafkir, to declare ownerless all his property. And if you, if you declare your property ownless and you don't own anything, you're poor. And a poor person is not eating Ruah. So therefore, even now, when you didn't mafkir your stuff and you're still rich, it's also fit, and therefore, it's not muksa. Since it's, there's a possibility for Tamai to be eaten, it is considered movable, even though you can't eat it right now. The time we went to the Mishnah, you could feed an Ani Dmai and an Achsanya Dmai and a soldier Dmai. Remember, Huna says, Tana, because those people don't have any money. Tana, Bet Shemai, and Machina Tanim Dmai, Bet Achsanya Dmai. Bet Shemai says, You can't. In the Brighta, Bet El says, You can do both of them. You can feed them Dmai, so therefore we hold that you're allowed to. Since it's possible, since it's possible you eat tamai, you're allowed to move it on Shabbat. We said in the Mishnah also, if you have took the tinuma off it, you're allowed to move it. Pshita, of course, if you took the tinuma, why can't you move it? We're talking about a particular case. The guy separated Maseri Shon while it was still in the Shibulim. Shibulim means that normally, So, when you have um, truma, normally you have to smooth out the, the piles of truma, and then you separate truma. Here, the person did not smooth it out, and he separated Maseri Shon for the Levi before he did truma Gidola. This way, the Levi ended up getting 10% of the original 100%. That means he gets a full 10%, where normally he only gets 9.8%. Or whatever, uh, he normally only gets 
98. Now he gets a full 10%. Because Tinuma is usually 2%. Here, if you separated the Maserishon first and you did it before you smooth it out, you end up not having to pay Maserishon. So you took it Meshivulim. So he told him Meshivulim. If you took a Maserishon before Tirumagitullah, while it was Bishibulin, while it was still not smooth, you end up being Patu for Tirumagitullah. Pasuk by taking Tirumagitullah says, Maser Mina Maser. Right? I told you, but you don't have to from the Maaser. And therefore, the only thing I've taken is Trumat Maaser and Trumat And that's what's coming to teach you that that's all you need to do. So, in other words, when we said, if you go back and you want to know why we said in the Mishnah that Maaser they took to Trumat. You're allowed to move it. You're allowed to move it because you don't need to take step separate to Magidullah. Amalera Papa Lavai Papa Lavai Ihachi. If so, Filtimu Bekeri Nami the Pater. Even if you put it in a in a keri, it should also be uh, patur. But we know that Levi has separated in the keri. Amalera so keri means when it's in a big pile. It says from all your matanot you have to separate it. It means even the keri. So I asked the Gemara, who told you he was talking about the keri? Maybe it's talking about Bishibulim. It says, when it's in a pile, it's been made into grain and it's chayav. When it's in the ears, when it's lo yidgan, it didn't become grain yet. And that's why it's patur. We said in the Mishnah, Masir Shani, that you redeemed, or Hektesh, that you redeemed, you're allowed to move. Pshita, of course, if you redeemed it, why should you be able to move it? It's regular food. Usually when you redeem Masir Shani or Hektesh, you're supposed to add 20%. So if you had 100 bags of Masir Shani, and you redeemed them for each one for a hundred dollars, or each one for a dollar, let's say that's a hundred dollars. Okay, now really what you're supposed to do is take a hundred and twenty dollars, even though it's only worth a hundred dollars, take a hundred and twenty dollars because you're supposed to add a fifth. In this case, the guy only did a hundred, and, and therefore he still needs to do another twenty, and still. We want to say that it's not mukseh. The fact that he didn't put the uchomesh does not make it mukseh. Yes, you still owe the other $20, but you do not need to do it anyway before it comes mukseh. In other words, you don't need to do it in order to move it on Shabbat. Last thing we said was turmus. That's dry. It's only if it's dry. But if it's moist, then you can't move it at all. Why only dry? If it's so bitter, 
It'll never be eaten even by a goat. And since even a goat won't eat it, there's nothing to do with moist turmus until it's either salted and processed like we like to eat it, or it's dried for a goat. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.